Ask God on a scale of one to ten his opinion. What does he how does he think you did as parents? Ten. Wow, what do you know? That is crazy. And then what does Bridget say she was? On a scale of one four. to ten. A four. Mm. God just told you were you were a ten. Can you receive the fact that you're a ten? Welcome to Funny How Life Works, where we use funny to help you understand how life works. My co-host is my favorite co-host of all times. I was thinking we had Portland on before, but you are absolutely my favorite co-host of all the doggone times. Like for real. Um, My wife is with me. Please welcome as my co-host, my amazing wife, Ebony. Yay. They're like with the applause, but that's okay. That's how they do. Now. Um, this is a part two because we were getting, Mm -hmm. it was getting so good with Jeff and Bridget. We decided to jump back in. And if this is your first time listening to this episode, we're, well, first of all, I want you to go ahead and subscribe. We're on YouTube. You can watch this. If you want to see this podcast, you can watch on YouTube. If you want to see it, you can watch it on Facebook. If you want to see it, you can watch clips on Instagram. And then we also are giving away, um, we're giving away free, uh, MySpace accounts too if you if you guys want a myspace account we're, we're giving those <laughs> right also be sure to stick around to the end because we actually re- will most likely have a free gift for you that you can get we'll have something really cool for you yes at the very end because we want you to enjoy the same the whole thing like you can't just no you got to watch the whole thing and enjoy it a lot or skip ahead like i do sometimes <laughs> cool for the free gift now we have a non-sponsor sponsor who's the non-sponsor sponsor funny yeah, we could do that. Funny for the Forgotten is a non-sponsor sponsor. It's a non-profit that we have where we go to homeless shelters and prisons and abuse children's facilities, and we take comedy to people who really need to laugh, but maybe they can't afford a ticket. But because of you helping out, now they can. So also, if you need some more laughs, some stand-up comedy laughs, you can go on YouTube and just Google Michael Jr., and then comedy will just pop up all over the place. And then you send it to some friends. It'll be great. I think you'll like it a lot. And if you want to leave a voicemail, you want to tell them how to leave a voicemail? If they want to leave a voicemail, maybe we'll play the voicemail on the show. Let's go ahead and listen to a voicemail, shall we? Can leave a voicemail about anything? Anything they want. Any question they have, anything at all. But let's go ahead and listen to a voicemail because we haven't listened to one in a while. Okay. These voicemails, by the way, I don't know what. I've never heard these before. I'm, just, oh, I'm hearing them for the first time. Let's go. Action. Hey, Michael Jr., I was wondering, do you remember me? You came to Brandsville Correctional Facility and did a setup, and I was a part of it. My name is Anthony Turner, tall, black guy. (laughs) I was just wondering if you remembered. Yeah, the tall black dude who locked up. Good old tall black guy who in prison. Yeah, man. Anthony Turner. Tall black guy. If you would possibly like to hear your voicemail on this podcast, you can call 214-308-1177. That is 214-308-1177. Yes. Yes. I think, I, you know, it's where I actually think I do remember Anthony. I, I think I do. It's how you got to give me a little more detail. Like, was you wearing something different than everybody else? No, I'm just playing. not. Like, he was. Um, yo, Anthony, you sound like you're doing great, dude. You got a phone, unless you call me from the, you didn't call Collect. So I hope you're doing great, dude. Like, like, man, thanks for reaching out to the podcast. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you, bro, for real. Cool. We'll do one more voicemail. Let's do another voicemail. Haven't heard these before. We're just going to listen to them. 
Hey, Michael Jr., this is Stacy Maxwell from Brownsburg, Indiana. I was wondering, how would I know how, if and when God wants me to move? I have a job opportunity that is in Florida, which is great, more money. You know, who doesn't love living by the beach? But I'm waiting for God to tell me if this opportunity is the time for us to go. Is it time for us to pick up and move to Florida? Is it the right move and right time for my family, change schools for my kids? Is now the right time? So how can I listen to God and know that this is the plan he has for us and follow the path that he wants us to take? We love you, question. and I can't wait to talk to you soon. Bye. Can't wait to talk to me soon. Do I know her? I don't know her <laughs> like that. So, wow. You want to answer this or you want me to answer it? Yes. Three ways to know if you're Three hearing. ways. I was going to say the same thing. There's three ways to know that you're hearing. You're hearing from God. From God. One, you'll have a sense of peace. Sense of peace. Like, ah. Uh, and you know, I just feel good. Even though I don't understand it all, I just feel amazing. I just I just feel inside, like warm and just, ugh. I'm going to do the commentary of the three. Go ahead. Number two, you can confirm it in God's word. Ooh, confirm it in his word. Where God said, go into all the world. Like, you'll read it, and then a word will pop out at you. That's great. Just reading. You got to have a Bible. Going to need a Bible. Make sure you got the whole Bible, too. Don't just have the parts that you like. Okay. And number three, it will be confirmed by another mature believer. Another mature believer. That means they, 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 it, their sentence of confirmation will not, not start with, girl, you know what? Or, mm, let me tell you something. No, no, no. If it start with that, you don't want to listen to them. But some random believer, somebody you know will confirm it and say something like, you know what? I just have a feeling that that, uh, that we should spend time together because I feel like we're going to have some time apart. I feel like God is calling you to a new season mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And it will get confirmed at that point. Yo, bags, yo, pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for And real. even if it's scary, you'll still feel a peace in your gut. Yeah, that's what that's how you roll. So that's how you know. That's how you can hear. If, again, if you want to leave a voicemail, you guys can leave a voicemail. Ask any question at all. Voicemail number is 214-308-11775. I added that five just as a bonus. You can dial it if you want to. All right. So uh, we're going to continue with our guests. I am super crazy excited about these guests. I can't even begin to tell you. We got some guests who are having some some, how would you say, uh, a little bit of conflict in their marriage. Wow, that's right, a little, some conflict in their marriage. You might be thinking to yourself, how in the world are we going to learn something from people who doing marriage and they're conflicting? Well, you about to find out. Okay. I love this podcast. You'll be laughing out loud and all of a sudden, boom, something that can really help you drops in your lap. I like it because I unexpectedly learn about life. It is so funny. I get to laugh and learn about life at the same time. I like listening to Funny How Life Works with the car of my parents. <laughs> with the car in my parents? Okay. This is a guest who's being very, uh, a couple who's being very transparent. They're really, help, they're really, um, just giving us some good insight into their marriage and where some things have been a little conflictual to some degree. Just make up as many words as you want to. It was conflictual. We talked earlier. It was conflictual. Mm-hmm. It was bi-conflictual because both of them <laughs> believed it. <laughs> anyway, great couple, really handsome guy. I, I think they're like 19 years apart, but he actually looks really, he looks really good for 83. Like, doesn't he look good? 
He's like, you how? <laughs> no, he's not 83. I'm just playing. I like to mess with the guys a lot. Anyway, clearly a very, a very happy looking couple. And then um, married for 25 years, mm-hmm. like 18 years apart. They got kids. One of the things, one of the issues were money. And another issue was raising the kids as well. Parenting. Parenting. And we, in the episode before this, we jumped into the importance of having a visualizable vision. Visualizable. Did I do it again? Yeah. Visualizable is not a word? Hmm. I think it is. Hey, Rodney, what's going on with your hair right now? I'm just curious. <laughs> I don't know what you just did. <laughs> your hair has got a lot going on. Anyway, um, <laughs> visualizable vision. Oh. And the importance of that. So listen to the episode before this. I think it was episode 22. I'm just playing. I don't know no, what number we're on. Anyways, um, now we're going to get into some, we're going to get into the, the kids. And so they're almost empty nesters, correct? Wait, yes. are you empty nesters or are they all still home? Well, okay. See. Yeah, we got the well too. Yeah, Hold yeah. on. Let me officially introduce you yeah. first. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. gentlemen, please put your hands together for our guest who's going to be transparent and help you with mm-hmm. your marriage as well, simply by uh, allowing us to potentially help them with theirs. Please put your hands together again for Jeff and Bridget Hook. Ah. Hey, do people call you, are you the hookers? No? Sometimes. Sometimes they call you hookers. Oh, that's yep. hilarious. Wow. The hookers. Yeah. I wanted to say we should hang out sometime. This just feels weird. Be like, hey, I was hanging out with some. All right, we're going to move on. We're going to move on right now. So, um, all right, let's jump in. So, with regards to parenting, because we we're asking if you're empty nesters and you're like, kind of. And I know, Jeff, that you're more of the man's man. Like, yo, you mean get your stuff together. And then she's a little more softer. <laughs> and then y'all had a conflict because of that to some degree. But go ahead and pick up from there a little bit as to what might be going on. And then we'll see if we can jump into something a little more sub than what you may be thinking about. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll find out. Go ahead. Yeah, but as we were uh, talking last uh, last episode, uh, especially with the boys, um, I tend to parent them in my Enneagram number, which is a three. And until recently, I hadn't learned how to parent them in their Enneagram number, right? So mm. one's a seven, one's a six. And so that's one of the things I've learned as they've grown up and as, as I become wiser is how do I parent them in their number? Because I'm much more of a, you know, early bird gets the worm. Get Performance. Out, yeah, get out of achieve. bed. Let's go achieve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so the, Bridget is, you know, has probably learned it earlier than I did, but to uh, parent them in their number. And sometimes that's a lot softer than what a three would be. Mm-hmm. I understand. We haven't discussed Enneagram. That's not really the topic, but it's just, you know, knowing the essence of how God made each of you, your spouse, your kid. And I think moms maybe sometimes are more in tune with that. So mm-hmm. in trying to meet their needs and meet them where they are and parent parent them based on you know the way they need to hear words. Right. Um, I know we've made mistakes and we've you know apologized for some of those mistakes we made. But so here we are. Fast forward to right now what's happening. The reason I couldn't give you a direct answer about being an empty nester. Our youngest son just graduated from high school. Yay! Yeah. Um, and he's not going directly to college. He's going on a gap year. It's really just a semester. So he'll be back by December mm-hmm. and he's leaving in a couple weeks and then he'll be back in December and he will likely land with us because we're still home base for him mm-hmm. as well. 
um, our daughter is a senior in college. And, you know, when she graduates, surely she'll be, you know, gainfully employed and not have to move back in with us. But, you know, I'm open to that. I think a mother's heart is always open to keep a bed for every head, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then our oldest son is 24 and he's going back to school. And so it doesn't make sense for him to pay for an apartment or anything like that. So he'll um, likely, <laughs> you know, call his home base again. And we're on the hunt for a house, which is funny because we downsized for a minute. Um, so we can get into a, a school for our younger son that would work for him. And um, now we're looking at what should be empty nesting, right? Should be. And as we look for a new home, it's like, well, I think we're going to need more bedrooms. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, quick... also the approach uh, of our parenting is, in fact, uh, you know, we're almost from different generations being 18 years apart. So right. that creates uh, a different worldview, if you will, yeah. of uh, what a household looks like. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me ask you a quick question. Whose idea was it to go ahead and get a bigger house? Who, who initi- who in, between the two of you, who initiated that idea and what was her name? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh, that, that hasn't been agreed to. Ooh. It's the mom thing. Okay. Yeah. So, so here's what's here's <laughs> so we're gonna go sub for a minute here, right? So, because as you describe the kids and what they're going through, um, or what what's going on in their life, all of your stories that you described somehow had them coming back to be with you, mm-hmm. right? Like it wasn't even about them. Possibly, I mean, you mentioned one of the kids. You're like. You know, hopefully she get gainful employment, but you know it makes more sense if right. So, so we're gonna go a little. We're gonna go in on that a little bit. So, give me one of your kids. Give me a name. Which like one? you're not gonna give me the Harry. kid. I just pick one. We well, got a. Oh, you can have it. I'm kidding. Wow. <laughs> Harry. Harry, you got a. You got a kid named Harry. Okay, cool. Did Harrison, that. yes. Oh, Harrison. Oh, Harrison. Yeah. Okay. That's different from Harry. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. Like. <laughs> Yeah, Harry's 68 years old. I just want to know, like, <laughs> Harry's, anyways. <laughs> I'm sure inside the house you call him Harry, but none of his friends call him Harry, do they? They do. At, at the house. Interesting. Wow, that's so cool. Is he? Yeah, we, we, we <laughs> named him Harrison, saying that we would never call him Harry. Right. And guess what? Wow. We'll him Harry. Let me ask you, is he? Uh, not really. No, not really. Okay. We don't make a lot of anyways. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense, kind of to some degree. All right. So, listen, Harry, which is what? What? Which? Where does he fall in the age group? Let's go with the youngest. Is Harry the youngest? Yeah. Harry's the baby. Perfect. Yes. I like this. So, Bridget, I want you to imagine that at the end of the gap year. So, so Bridget, I need you to be super aware of you right now. Okay, like just be super aware of your body, your spacing, and what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. So Harry approaches you at the end of the gap year or the, in December. And he says to you, I think I'm going to do a, I want to do a double gap year. And yeah, yeah. See what you just felt right there. And he says, but I'm going to go, but I'm going to move to Florida and work at Disney world. And he says that to you and you're in Dallas and he's in Florida. How do you feel about that right now? Awesome. Yeah, that's what you said. But your grill is saying something completely different. Okay, so watch this. So is that, yeah, grill meaning the, the expression on your face. So when you say, okay. so when you say awesome, what do you mean? 
Like he decides, hey, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go work at Disney World for a year instead of going to school. Not live with you, in other words. Uh huh. What that means to me is he has a plan. Right. And to make it to make it real world, he doesn't want to move to Florida when he comes back from Europe. He wants to go to New Jersey. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. So, Ooh, did you see what she yeah. just did with her eyes just now? She shook her head. And shook her head her and up. rolled her eyes. Now think about it. So this is perfect. He wants to go to New Jersey, not be in Dallas. Now, Bridget, I need you to do me a favor right now. I'm going to say that phrase again, and I want you to pay attention to your body and notice where you feel the discomfort in your body. He does not mm-hmm. want to be in Dallas. He wants to go to New Jersey. Let me say it like this. He don't want to be in your house. He wants to be in a different house. Where do you notice that at, the discomfort? Is it a shoulder, a neck, a stomach, anywhere that you notice it? Uh, I don't have discomfort there. Okay. I want my kids out. I really, I want my kids out. That's uh-huh. the goal. Um, so, I mean, I have disconnect with him going to Jersey if it's not the best plan for him based on like his motives, and the reasoning. Uh-huh. That's probably why. Okay. Don't like that. So wait, you said based off his motives is why you aren't happy with him leaving. Say, just say that one more time. Based on his motives to move to New Jersey. Okay. I question that. And what do you think his motives are? Um, to go be with a friend, a dear friend of his who's in school there. Okay. So you don't want him to relationship. go to relationship. Okay. So let mm-hmm. me say this again. I want you to pay attention to your body. Not up here because you just went up here. I don't want you to go up here. I want you to pay um, attention to your whole body. And I'm going to go right where you just said to go. He has a choice between two relationships. He can be here in Dallas and have a close relationship with his mom. Or he can have a close relationship with that person. And he's choosing that person. How's that feel? Good. Uh-huh. I don't want him to be codependent. I don't, I don't need him to be here. I just want him to make choices that are... Um, in line and choices that are in line with your choices maybe yeah or her vision for life <laughs> yeah because so so you you being a mom this is perfect let's say little harry which just sounds weird to say <laughs> um let's say let's say little harry let's say he's five years old and he slams his finger in the door and you see him and he's crying. What is the first thing you do? Get angry. You, the first thing you do is get angry. Okay, why? I just, I have always reacted that way when my kids are hurt. I'm mad and I want to figure out what they could have done to avoid it. And mm. I would get on to them. Isn't that awful? Wow. So now, is it possible that you're anticipating Harry getting hurt? Oh, yeah. Yeah. In New Jersey. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So it's almost as if you're um, you are preparing for a future that's negative for him. Okay, so so let's back up. What would you rather what would you as the mom you want to be when Harry smashed his finger in the door? What would you like to have happen? Because right now you get mad. 
you should have did this and that could have happened. But what does Harry want when he smashes his finger in the door? Comfort. Comfort. Reassurance. Reassurance. He wants you to, well, 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 physically, what would that look like? Just to go back to vision, what would it look like? He smashed his finger. The volume is all the way down on this scene. He smashed his finger in the door. What is it? What do you do next? Draw near to him. Exactly. Mm -hmm. you Touch pick, him. You pick him up and you hug him. Mm -hmm. With And then, in, are you judging him in any way because he put his finger in the door? No. No. Dude just wants to be held. He just wants to be accepted for the five-year-old kid he is, and they make those types of mistakes. Mm -hmm. So let's fast forward. Here's a grown man, not very hairy, but yet he's grown today. So he's in this scenario. What do you think the biggest thing he, he wants from his mom right now? Yeah, you're doing, Reassurance. Exactly. You're doing a great job removing your agenda. I saw in your eyes, you move your agenda to the side and thought about him. That is beautiful. Yeah. That was beautiful right there. And you know what that really is, Bridget? You moving your agenda to the side and just seeing him, what, what's, what would you call that? Starts with an L. It starts with an L and fits yeah. like a glove. That's yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yes. Because love does not have an agenda. Mm -hmm. love does not have an agenda is this resonating mm -hmm. with you yes right so if he's going to smash his finger in the door how, how much as a man let's let's jump to jeff would you want your son to say hey dad i might smash my finger in this door let me let me ask this what would harry want from you like if Harry went out there and he knew he was going to smash his finger in the door, I know I'm kind of combining some examples right now. Would he want from his dad for you to say, well, good, you're going to go ahead and smash your finger in a way, tough it up. Or would he want you to say, you know what? I know where you're going. There's a chance you're going to smash your finger, but I believe you can handle it. Yeah, more the latter, definitely. So that he believes you have confidence in him. And smash fingers, for the most part, typically heal. Exactly. So we learn, we learn from our mistakes. So we have to take the training wheels off and let them make their own mistakes to a certain extent mm -hmm. so that they can learn. And here's what's really beautiful about it, too. The, the real learning is for you guys. Bridget, the real learning is for you. Yeah. Because even in this moment, I think you're starting to realize, I think you're starting to see there's something, there's something underneath that is causing you to want to protect extra, even like pre-protect, right? Which mm -hmm. is probably something from before that happened with you. That's why I was trying to get to the location. There was something before. Ooh, both of y'all just lit up. What was that? Or, or before happened with Harry because Harry's always stretched the envelope. Mm -hmm. Harry took his mom's uh, Audi TT out for a drive in <laughs> Dallas when he was 13. This is so yeah. awesome. So listen, one of my favorite lines, I didn't write it. I just wrote the last word of this. Life will bring you people and circumstances to reveal where you're not free yet. So it looked like Harry is mm -hmm. bringing you some circumstances to reveal where you're not free so you can be free. 
So when you think about wow. Harry, so when you think about Harry going to do these things, where do you, I'm just trying to see if you're uh, self-aware enough where you notice a place where you might notice it uncomfortably in your body. Cause everything is, there's something in you that God wants you free from. It's all connected. It's all connected. There's something in you God wants you free from, and he's blessed you with a son who's doing some silly stuff so you could be free. <laughs> but right now what you're doing is you're seeing him do what he's doing, and you're like, you stop that so I could be free. You're not saying it, but that's really what's going on. Don't go to New Jersey so I can have peace. Don't take my car so I can have oh. peace. Don't. Do, does, is this resonating with you? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know what's interesting is that um, – when children are young, we protect them and we help them grow up. But when our kids get older, they help us grow up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so some of the things that our, our adult children do have nothing to do with us as parents. It has to do with us as just growing up. Absolutely. And so they get to teach us a few things, even though normally our focus is, well, if they would just... But it's not that's it's not that at all. It's the reason why they're doing what they're doing is because something is still not mature in us as parents. And they don't know it. They're not doing it on purpose. They're just living life. And God has blessed you with little unhairy Harry so you could get so you could be yes. free so the hair on the back of your neck would sit it down somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna do this. So so Bridget, I want you to go ahead and close your eyes so you're not so aware of all of the other stimulants that are out there because I'm a very attractive guy. My tricep muscles are bouncing <laughs> and stuff. I don't want you to be confused with that. So, and then you, you know, you got Jeff in your peripherals. It's just too much stimulation going on. You want to take cuts and stuff. So uh, I just want you to close your eyes for a second and um, imagine Harry about to make a bad choice in your eyes. He's about to make a bad choice. There's three girls in the room and one of them is just not the one. Whatever that bad choice is he's about to make, I want you to just feel, notice your body and notice if you notice it anywhere. Do you feel it in your chest? Because you're uncomfortable as a whole, but I just want to see if you can find the location of the discomfort as he gets ready to make a bad choice. What do you got? You know, I feel it in my chest. I feel like I stopped breathing. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Mm -hmm. That makes so much, yeah. Yeah, that makes so much sense. So in, in James 4.1, it says, what causes the fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from the desires that battle within? Mm-hmm. So you got a desire in you that's battling. And then when Harry or uh, Sally or Jesse or Raphael, whoever, <laughs> I don't know, when they do something, it makes you feel that in here. But it's just the indicator that thing is in here. So here's what's so cool. What I'm going to have you do for the next 30 seconds or just, I mean, you're a, a praying woman. Just, just ask God, where did you first feel that feeling at? Just say, God, where did this come from first? And he may give you a memory, a thought, a vision. Something may pop up right here on, as you, as you pray for 30 seconds or so, just think about it right now. Mm-hmm. And maybe you already shared something with Jeff from your, it's from your childhood, but something will pop up. Watch a memory or something will pop up. Just take your time. That's not hard, I think. Go. What you got? Uh, that was parents, quick. My parents were 16 when I was conceived. Mm. Start with that. Wow. Um, okay. They dropped out of school as sophomores, I think, in high school. 
got married, tried to make a go at that. And then they divorced, I think, by the time I was three and a half. So, you know, I was a child of divorce. Mm-hmm. Shuffled back and forth. And I think I probably had a lot of disappointment, which a lot of kids of divorce probably do. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish things would have worked out better. So I probably have a little bit of an inner control freak. Um, I overthink things. Mm-hmm. I do project mm-hmm. fear onto my children mm-hmm. and people I love because I want everything to be so good for them. That is great. Great, 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 great notice. Like, for real. Was there anything specific that popped up? Was there a specific memory or a specific time or something that took place? I latched onto that, just how how I grew up, you know, child of divorce. That right. was my first thought when I was praying. Okay. So how do you think it affected you because your mom, the first thing you mentioned, the very first thing you said is they had me when they were 16 years old. So you mm-hmm. felt like, they were so to me that sounds like you're saying that because they were so young they weren't prepared to be good parents mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. and i also recall you saying and mentioning how you had kids when you were young mm-hmm. which which by default would also cause you to say what about your parenting skills I wasn't prepared. That you weren't prepared. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yet you are ab like you are so prepared. Listen, so this this was remember when we did what the kids where we uh we prayed and asked God how we did as parents? Mm-hmm. So let's do that real quick. I want you both to pray and ask God on a scale of one to ten his opinion. What does he how does he think you did yeah. as parents on a scale of one to ten? And you guys come up with your own number and then share it with me. He'll, he'll give you a quick answer real fast. Hey, God, how did I do on a scale of 1 to 10 as a parent? And and don't fight what he says. Yes, don't, don't fight Don't it. fight it. <laughs> what did he say to you? 10. Wow, what do you know? That is crazy. Jeff, what did he say to you? Seven and a half. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. I think uh, I think Jeff was involved with that number a little bit too. But that's that's fine. So we'll we'll stick with you, Bridget, because Jeff's another episode. So if <laughs> so if if God says you were a ten, and then what does Bridget say she was? Well, prior to prior to talking to God, what did you think you did on a scale of one four. to ten? A four. Mm. God just told you were you were a ten, mm-hmm. and you thought you were a four. Can you receive the fact that you're a ten? Yes, when there's people like you reminding me, the better perspective. Yeah, well, so here's the money right here. I mean, how do you do that? How do you set her up so she can see not just see, but um, remember that thing we did where we. I'm trying to think. Oh. So if Harry was preparing for a race at school and he had to work his legs out, he had to work out and get his legs worked out and you are his mom and he needs to get to the top of this hill when he was a kid and the good moms get Harry, get their kids to the top of the hill. They carry him on their back. This was before, excuse me, this is before they had them little pregnant baby carriers 
you could only get Harry halfway up the hill. I'm sorry, 40% up the hill. But you needed to, but you felt like you needed to get him all the way to the top of the hill. Mm-hmm. But he had to walk for 60% of the way. You would feel like you weren't a good mom because the other moms walked their kids all the way up. Am I correct? Are we on the same page so far? But you had yeah. 40, 40% of the way, you had to put Harry down and he had to walk. And as a result of that, Harry's legs were stronger than the other kids when he grew up. Mm-hmm. And now Harry's That's in a good. position where he can run a marathon faster than the rest of the kids. But what Harry's mom is doing is she's still tripping off the fact that she didn't take him all the way up the hill. And God is mm-hmm. saying, I needed you to take him 40% of the way, mm-hmm. which is why you are a 10. You did exactly what I wanted you to do. Mm-hmm. But now if you want to, you can continue to be upset and be thinking about the hill. But Harry doesn't become who he's going to be, which is who God called him to be. If you keep thinking about the hill. Right. Because you did perfect on the hill. God just told mm-hmm. you you did perfect. He just said that to you. Is this making sense to you? I love it. Boom. Yeah. Wow. You guys Good are, stuff. Wow. So just so every single time we, we had this with our son. Remember, we had to remove the expectation. We literally did this. You want to explain to him what we. Um, so we had to see him as a person like he's a, his own individual, independent self. And just because he's not doing something that I would want him to do, does that mean that, that that's not part of the journey that God has put him on? Right. And so we had to remove my expectations off of him and let God do what he wanted to do. So no matter if I think he's making a good decision or a bad decision, I'm loving you through that. Like, let's let's do that together. I, I want to be here with you. I want to go through that with you. I want to be a, a confidant for you. Whatever your decisions are. Yeah. I'll let you know where I stand on things. And then I'm but I'm giving all the responsibility to you to do whatever God's telling you to do or whatever you feel like you need to do and whatever happens after that. Right. And that is actually love. Meaning if he decided to do something that you completely disagree with and you still love him on the same level, that is love. Mm-hmm. You do it. I'm a, in fact, I'm going to do an off the cuff moment. That's going to, that's really going to be your explanation of um, the fruits of the spirit. Mm-hmm. Because the connection here is significant because you don't, really know how to love until you love somebody that's not doing exactly what you want them to do. Yeah. So your example of the fruits of the spirit is go ahead. So when we, when we pray the Lord um, mature me in the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Well, we don't understand what we're asking God for is conflict because that's the only way that those things can mature I can't learn to be patient if I'm not in a situation where I need to exercise patience. I can't learn to love better if I'm not in a situation where somebody is acting unlovable. I can't learn how to have uh, how to be uh, how to have self-control unless I'm in a situation where I'm tempted to do something I shouldn't. And so when we are in these situations that feel uncomfortable, it's an opportunity for us to mature in the fruit of the spirit. And so when our children are doing things that don't necessarily fall in line with what we saw for them. It's an opportunity for us to grow in all the fruit of the spirit. 
And so that yeah. in of itself is such an amazing blessing that we think that we don't want, but we all need. Yes. And that is the off the cuff moment. It is funny how life works. Wow. So I'm going to give you this, Bridget, to, um, and Jeff, you can use this as well. Whenever something is going on like that, if, the, if let's say Harry says, hey, I'm moving to New Jersey and I got this job at a strip club. So uh, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. And, and it's a strip club. And I'm working in the alley at the strip club. Matter of fact, I ain't even in there yet. But one day, if I work hard, I'm going to get to the inside the club. Like if that's his dream, right? Right. See how you're shaking your head. But, the, but what he really wants is is for you to love him in that because that's real. That is real love because God does like God actually loves that dude in the alley behind the strip club, like for real. So how could you get there? And I'm not saying it's easy mm-hmm. by any means, but if you can get there, your love becomes more about him than you. Cause the love wouldn't have any conditions. It wouldn't have any agenda at all. You guys are a beast mode couple. I love talking to y'all. Yeah. Like, these cats is dope, for real. Even though there's, like, 62 years between them, whatever. Like, you really, it's clearly, this, Jeff, you got older since we've been here. I just wanted to point that out. Like, I don't know if you know. <laughs> As we all have. All right, we're going to do the generator. Um, Bridget, can you generate a question? We're going to ask some random question and see what pops up. This is a kicker. Boom. She just spent the wheel. It's spinning. It's spinning. It's spinning. And it says, you want to read the question? Sure. It says, where would you travel if there was a chance you'd have to stay there for up to a year? New York City. Mm. New York City? New York, (laughs) really? A year? I lived there for six months. Completely miserable. (laughs) Of course, I lived in my car. I love that city. Really? I miss it. I miss it. That's Do you have a dog? Do you have a dog? No. Yes. Did you have to think about it just now? You're like, uh... (laughs) Yeah, because there's no, no there's no. no grass in New York City. It's all in one place in the middle right. of the city. It's kind of weird, for, but that's cool. I like New York to visit. That's cool. Jeff, would you would you like to live in New York City for a year? No, <laughs> I've commuted to New York way too many times. So no. Yeah, yeah. You guys are perfect for each other. You guys, <laughs> you guys balance each other so well. She's like New York City all day long. Jeff, you want to go? Nope. <laughs> Which is awesome. I think I could convince her. I could convince her to go to Aspen for a year. Ooh, yeah. Aspen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a weird phrase for somebody who is dancing really crazy. <laughs> it just sounds I don't use that language, but that's what it kind of sounded. Anyway, um, you guys are a hundred percent awesome. Thank you so much for being on here. I hope oh, the phrase I want to give you is um Whenever the kids are doing any of those things, ask this question of yourself in the moments when you're when they're doing something that you don't like. Ask this question. Say, um, can I love right here? So what I mean is if he shows up in the alley or whatever the case is, just ask yourself, can I love him right here? Mm -hmm. As soon as you say that, what's happening is you're no longer in the game. You're over the game like you're seeing the whole picture. And you want the answer to be, as soon as you say, can I love right here, you'll have more power to do so. But if you're in the game, it's hard because you got your agenda cracking. This will immediately take you over the game and you'll be in a position to really love them 
right where he's at while he's crying because his finger got smashed in the door. Mm -hmm. Let me love this dude right where he's at. In the alley. In the alley. That's what I'm saying. Boom. Wow. I love this couple. I love this couple. You guys are dope. Thank you so much. Thank you. You guys really helped a bunch of people. Yes. Like for real. You really, really did in your transparency. Mm -hmm. So if you have some other friends who are dysfunctional, go ahead and have them give us a call. And uh, (laughs) 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 You guys are awesome. I'm just playing. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Stick on. Thank you. Uh Uh-huh. Go ahead. Can I say something to you? Yeah, yeah. God God is always on time, right? I mean, the Mm -hmm. things that you said to me today mm, really got me. Mm. We're right in the thick of still parenting and trying to figure things out. And you nailed it. Thank you. And thank you, God. Thank you, Ebony. Amen. She's so sweet. Jeff, you got something nice you want to say about us? (laughs) (laughs) No, No, don't don't try to scramble. No, you got the nail on the head with Oh, thank you, guys. Thank you so much. That really blesses us a lot. It does. Thank you so much. Hey, if you want to learn how to press in, like in a great way to use your conflicts to your advantage, just go to michaeljr.com slash press in, and we're going to send you a free video to show you exactly how to utilize your conflicts to your advantage. I know it sounds crazy. Trust me. Go to michaeljr.com slash press in.